0: Now more than ever, it's important for your story to stand out. I remember being called into an interview. Our company had been taken over by another company, and we all had to interview. Now, I was super nervous about this entire thing because I was young and only had about a year of supervisory experience under my belt. I was leading people who were much older than I was, and a few of them wanted director positions with the new company. The day came, and I was called in. Somehow, I was able to reel in my nerves, and I pushed through the interview. A couple of years later, when something else was going on, during a discussion with one of my upper-level managers, he said, Robert, there was a reason we hired you. You told such a great story during the interview, and you hooked us. Yep, you had good energy and a good vibe, but your story sold us. Wow, I wish I had paid more attention to that earlier. Today's question, what do you need to do to make your story stand out? We talking about leadership, communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. They're rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, yo! It's the RK3 show. I'm Robert Kennedy 3rd RK3, that's me. Here we go with episode 58. Yeah! I'll be honest. I wasn't even sure that we'd make it this far. Well, actually, I didn't have a specific thought in my head about not making it this far, but this is my fourth podcast and I'd never made it this far before. <laughs> so, um, er, yeah, it's, it's uncharted territory, but now we're here and I'm so excited about episode 100. You're like, episode 100, dude, you're just talking about 58. That's a ways away. Yeah, it is, but I'm going to be out of my mind. A little bit, a little bit. I'm going to be out of my mind a little bit, and I'll probably act up a little bit when we reach episode 100. You guys, won't, you won't be ready. Trust me, you won't be ready. I, I don't know if I'll be ready. <laughs> anyway, this episode is brought to you by Kajabi. Our courses, our membership sites are hosted on Kajabi, and it's a big part of the back end of my business. Landing pages, email marketing, course sales, coaching program, live coaching sessions, automated follow-up. It's all a big part of what I do, and Kajabi helps me to simplify that process quite a bit. So if you're looking for a platform that really handles your course sales, in addition to some of the other marketing tasks, I can recommend Kajabi. I really can. Check out the show notes and test it out for a 28-day risk-free test drive, okay? Okay. 28 days. Take on the 28 day Kajabi challenge and become a Kajabi hero like me. Speaking of like me, <laughs> today's guest is a speaker like me. She's a former teacher like me. She's a communication coach, consultant, and expert like me. She geeks out about tech like me, and she's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, I'm going to say like me, too, because, you know, (laughs) my guest today is Felicia Slattery. Ooh, I know Felicia's got a story. Let's talk about it. She's been on BBC, ABC, NBC, Fox, all of the BCs. I don't know where she hasn't been. So maybe we'll talk about that just a little bit. Felicia, how the heck are you today?
1: Robert, I'm so happy to be on your show. Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. I've been a fan of yours for a little bit. I've been looking at what you've been up to in the world. And guess what? I love the fact that you're such a joy and such a pleasure and a pleasant person to be around. So thank you for showing that energy into the world.
1: Uh, Well, you know what? I'm just going to hold the mirror right back up at you because same (laughs) for you, mister.
0: (laughs) Awesome. 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 So listen, today we really want to talk a little bit about your story, your journey, and we want to kind of pull some of the lessons that you've learned out of that so that it can provide value for others. So I have three kids. I have a 16-year-old daughter and then two boys. One of them is a teen as well. And so they keep my life crazy busy. And it sounds like your life is quite a bit busy as well. You've, you own a business You are a co-owner of another business, a fitness company with your husband, your mom, a wife. You've been in success magazine, all of those stations that I just mentioned, CNN, ABC, Fox. Some people can't even dream about the things that you've done. How do you keep track of all of that?
1: I don't know. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. You know what? I think the busiest people get the most done, right? And I'm a I my mom, I'm a mom. I have two kids. Um, my older daughter is 17. Wow. My younger daughter is 15. I had a pause. I was going to make her three years younger than she is.
0: <laughs> Are they that young forever? I yeah. know
1: they're supposed to be babies, right? But that's the thing is, I started when they were babies. It was 2006, and I was a college professor, and I wanted to be home with my own babies instead of out there teaching other people's babies. And yeah. so I had to figure out. How can I do this thing? And a big part of that was learning how to juggle my schedule around my life. And they, I mean, the kids were one in three when I started. So like baby babies, um, I mean, I can't tell you how many teleseminars I did with a kid on my lap, like, wow, you know, playing with whatever toy. So, you know, how do I keep it all together? Well, uh, a few different things. Number one, I have a really great calendar system. Everything I do goes on the calendar. It has to, um, I automate as much as possible. So even, even making appointments, which I know that you do as well. So, right. you know, if somebody wants to meet with me or whatever, um, unless it happens to be a great time for both of us at that moment that we're both, you know, usually it's instant message chatting somewhere or another. Um, Hey, I want to hop on the phone right now. Oh, I can't do it now. All right. Here's my calendar. Go pick a time. Right. So automating things like that as much as possible. And then, and then really knowing what's important and focusing on that. Um, I start most of my days. One of my books is, um, is actually not a speaking book at all. It's called daily business meeting with God. And -hmm. I know that you are a man of faith and, um, and so my daily business meeting of God is a guided journal and I started it only, I did it for myself. And then God was like, you should publish this. And I was like, I don't think so. And he was like, yeah, you should. all right, fine. I'll publish it, but I'm not promoting it. <laughs> so anyway, so I do that. So I, I, every day I, um, I go in prayer to, to set my to-do list. And I find that that really helps me focus on what am I supposed to be doing that day? What's the most important thing um, that I need to get done that day? And some days it's all work-related stuff. And some days it's all family-related stuff. But most, most days it's a good mishmash of everything.
0: So. Yeah. So we, w- one of the things that a lot of beginners or people that are just getting started, they look at somebody like yourself and they see all of those media appearances, and they're kind of like, well, geez, how the heck do I do that? What, what do I do to even be visible enough or expert enough to be noticed by these publications to, to get there? Is, do you have any advice or things that you can share about that?
1: Yes. So n- people in the media love to say she literally wrote the book on. Yes. So making yourself appear to be an expert, write a book on whatever it is the thing that you want to be known as an expert in. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that would be one of the first things that I would suggest. And then use social media to your benefit and all of the free platforms that are out there. You don't have to do a ton. I'm not one of these people that's going to say, oh yeah, you need to be, you need to be doing a piece of content every day. I have a friend who shoots, it. his goal is to do 100 pieces of content every day. What do you and mean? That's, that's that's republished, like repurposing stuff. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, like maybe it's the same. He does a video in the morning on link or not on LinkedIn, on Instagram and on Facebook Live. So that's two. Gotcha. Then he takes that video and he links it over to LinkedIn. So that's three. And then he puts it over, you know, and then he puts it over to Twitter. That's four. So anyway, he'd like that. But I'm not like good for him, but that would exhaust me. So, yes. um, and I think it would exhaust most people. So I, I say, you know what? Spend a little bit of quality time maybe maybe a couple of days a month like a couple of days a week for a month mm-hmm. putting out some content all right so we're not talking about a ton of stuff but some key pieces that tell your story that share some knowledge that talk about myths or steps or mistakes or challenges, or secrets, or whatever. Like use some of those things, um, definitions. Another that's another popular one that you could do as a guideline to put out some content and whatever content it is that makes sense for you. If you're great at speaking, fantastic. Use video and then get that video transcribed and put that transcript. Clean up the transcription and then put that on on article sites and uh, you know places like LinkedIn where you can put a, an article for free and it links to your profile and then you can right. tweet from there and blah blah blah. So there's there's easy ways to use social media to your benefit, you need a little bit of content that shows who you are. Because what happens is when you submit a segment proposal to one of these, um, to a TV station, for example, they're going to check you out. And they need to have some evidence that you know what you're doing. And if they go to your Facebook, which may be public, which I I always, I advise that your, your Facebook stuff should be public, and you are a professional person and you want to speak, keep it public. But then are you sharing stuff on that page that, You know, the media is going to go, oh, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, I know your your grandma's following you and your kids and your family and your neighbors and your school, you know, all the people from everywhere and your whole world are on Facebook and you're friends with them. That's fine. Yeah. They don't care if you put stuff up about work every once in a while, just so that it's there and on LinkedIn, which of course is expected there and on Twitter. Like you want to have a presence in each one of these places. You don't have to have a daily or hourly presence, but you right. do want to have some content in each one of those places because those are the three big ones that the media will go Go to maybe Instagram, depending on the, the form of media and the kind of business that you do. Um, yeah. So those top four. And just have, have some stuff there.
0: Yeah. So you just talked about stories a little bit. And, and let's talk about the, the, the stage. But I guess we can talk about even video, as you just mentioned. Part of the fear for a lot of people is that I've got this platform. I've got this moment of attention. How do I keep it? Are there things that I can do in my storytelling that cause people to pay attention?
1: Yeah, be engaging. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> what does that mean, right?
1: How do you be yeah. engaging? Um, you know, like what we just both did. We just both laughed right there. So maybe somebody who's listening you know, to this podcast, they laugh at the same time that we laughed. So right. that's one way to be engaging is to to take, like, I didn't sit down before and go, oh, he's going to ask me these questions, and I will be funny at this exact moment. Like, right. I took advantage of, the, you know, of an opportunity in that moment. So to be someone on stage, to be a speaker, it helps to, to be to, to be quick-witted so that you can recognize in the moment that something is there. And that really just means developing your creativity a little bit. And there's all kinds of articles and things online you can learn about right. developing your creativity. but being able to be in the moment with the with the folks that are there is mm-hmm. crucial because you can use that that moment, those 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 experiences that everybody in the room um, we call it shared narrative or shared experience yes. there, and so you use those moments and then kind of the basics of public speaking: make eye contact, smile with people, vary the tone of your voice, move your body, move, make gestures, and yes. get, you know, like like it's funny to have to say the basics of public speaking, but really. Most people have not mastered those. Wow. If you have not mastered those things, if you do not recognize that your voice doesn't change and you don't speak a little bit faster when you're excited about something or really slow down when there's a moment that you need people to pay attention. Yeah. So you know, varying that speed, that tone, that volume, that pitch, all of those things, having that knowledge, that um, that experience, that practice, that skill, that's what'll draw people in. So keeping moving things around is what is engaging to folks. And being able to do that, whether you're whether you're audio only on a podcast, or you're yeah. on video, or you're in front of a whole bunch of people with their eyeballs staring right at you
0: communication motivation leadership and more you're listening to the rk3 show have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences well it's because they repeat those experiences regularly they have what is called a signature story and guess what you have one too You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. You talked about on video, you talked about a whole bunch of people. Does, do the same techniques work in every room? For example, I might be in a room of executives, CEOs, and there are 10 of them in the room. Do I carry the same energy? Do I carry the same stories in that room that I would on a stage with 500, 5,000 people? Or do I have to be sensitive? What, what is the difference?
1: Um, you want your energy to match the size of the room. Mm-hmm. So in, in a, in a room with 5,000 people, I'm going to be bigger and, and louder and just I'm bringing it because I have, I have to reach all the way to the back of the room and they got to be able to see me and yeah, I might be on the jumbotron, whatever, but they still, they got to be able to, to see that we're all here together versus I'm sitting around a conference table in an executive board meeting, uh, you, I'm still going to bring my energy. I'm still going to bring the essence of who I am, but I am going to, um, not necessarily be trying to pump up a whole, to pump up 10 people is different than pumping up 5,000. I'm just saying,
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) You can
1: get 10 people excited without a whole lot of, you know, extra, extra. Um, but generally as far as stories go, yeah, you can bring the same stories. Um, you have to think about why am I telling any story to any room? Does it make sense for me to share a story to you know the same story to five thousand that I would to ten? If it does, then yeah absolutely i would I would share the same story but um, it just it just really depends on the moment. And uh, I know that you do the the, you do your signature stories that you with people on and, uh, you know, having that signature story or a handful of signature stories that you can kind of go to and and pull out of your bag at any moment, um, depending on the room, the audience, their needs, their desires and their wants and your goals, put all those things together and then you can pick and choose what story makes the most sense to tell.
0: Yeah, so let's, I'm glad you said signature story. Let's talk about that for just a moment because a lot of speakers, and I used to do this as well. If I got a speaking gig or if I got a training gig or whatever it was, I'm racking my brain trying to put together brand new content for every single thing, Uh. right? Because you're scared that, oh my gosh, if I say the same thing more than once, I'm going to come across as unoriginal. It's going to get boring. It's going to get stale. How do you... Have that signature talk. How do you have that signature story and keep it fresh every time you're telling it?
1: Well, I have something, I call it the signature speech. I had a trademark on it from 2006 and it's mm-hmm. a whole process that people follow. But um, professionals use the same speech over and over again. People yeah. who get paid the most money for speaking, deliver the same speech over and over and over again. So that's what makes um, – that's how you can tell um, an amateur versus a professional. An amateur is going to write a whole speech, every brand new, from scratch, every single time. And a professional is going to go, yeah, this fits what they want. I got ninety percent. I'll I'll shift up about you know ten percent. Maybe I'll I'll stick in a different story or or um, they asked for this kind of content. I don't typically talk about that, so I'll add this you know extra little slide or extra little comment or whatever in there. Um, but right. for the most part, you're looking at ninety percent doing the same thing over and over again, and that is that's important to remember. So um, you want to develop. Content, and maybe you've got a couple of different presentations that you do for different occasions, so you don't have to have the same exact one over and over again. But I'll tell you what, start with one and get really good at the one, right? And then from there, when somebody says, Hey, we want you to talk about whatever, decide, Is this a presentation that I would like to give again other places? And if it is, then you say yes, and then you develop it, and now you've got two,
0: right? So, how do you know? what is wow for your for the audience or for your client so you're telling these stories and some stories they go over and they go over okay and and you have the idea that you want to give to your client okay they've told you what what they need you've got the idea you can meet them right here 100% what is it that makes the difference between just that yep yeah, that was cool that was a good job robert and, oh, my gosh, can you, tell that, can you tell us that again? Can you come and do that same thing again, multiple times?
1: That's a really good question. Um, so, for me, I know I'm doing it right mm-hmm. because I get goosebumps everywhere. Wow. That's, that's a that's – a, we're going down a faith path here, but, um, that's like a, that's a Holy spirit moment for me. I when I feel that happening, I know this is exactly what I need to be saying to this exact person or these people in this exact moment. And I'm just going to keep going with whatever flow I got. Yeah. Um, so that's how I know that how I personally know I'm doing it right. Um, how do you, how do you go from, or how do you go from that was pretty good to, wow, that was amazing. I think focusing on the other person more than anything mm. and thinking about what is important to these people right here, right now, or this person right here, right now, today in this moment yeah, and recognizing that you're not there as a speaker for yourself. You're there as a speaker for the audience mm-hmm. and helping them with what it is that you've been requested to be there to ask, you know, to help them with is, should be forefront Uh, the whole entire time. And when it is, as long as you consider and keep doing that and by the way that's how you get out of I don't know if how many of your of your listeners are, are people who are nervous to do speaking but that's yeah. also how you get out of uh, get out of that being nervous because when you're nervous about speaking you're focused on yourself when you focus on the audience you tend to forget about yourself yourself kind of melts away because you're there in service of the audience I call it service from the stage and when you're there in service of the audience and you're serving the stage and you're delivering exactly what they asked for in the way that they asked for and they, in the content that that they wanted, you'll have a lot of people in the room nodding their heads and smiling. And oh my gosh, this is amazing. And you're, and you told your, your, your self melts away because you're there for them.
0: That's awesome. Felicia, you've delivered a lot of gold nuggets, a lot of great content here. And I know that those of you that are listening, those that are taking notes. You're going to want to rewind some of this so that you can really settle in and figure out how you want to present yourself, how you want to tell your stories on stage. So Felicia, tell us a little bit more. Let's wrap with this. How, how do you help people and where can we find and connect with you online?
1: Okay. So I love one of my favorite, favorite things is I love to help people who are smart enough to realize that they need to say yes. When somebody says, will you speak And so um, generally, I work with people who are experts in a particular field or industry, and someone in that industry has said, hey, would you present at our next conference, whatever it is, whether it's a regional or national or international, whatever, conference, and and we would love for you to come and present. And they go, yes, and then they have no idea what to do next. That's where I shine. I love to work with those people because they have a deadline, they have a date, they know what they need to do, Um, be be ready, (laughs) but they don't know anything in between what they need to do from today until the day they're on stage. To be able to really fully take advantage of that opportunity and leverage that to bring in, and my clients generally will bring in um, an additional six figures a year just from doing four to six of those presentations every year um, by how we position them. And so that's what I work with them on is let's write the speech, let's create the positioning, let's make sure your website is right. If you don't have your book yet, let's get that book done so that you can have it at the event. Um, And by the way, let's launch the book so that when you're at the event, you could say, I'm a best-selling author, by the way, I wrote the book selling (laughs) audiences love that meeting planners love that and so I help them build their business and their platform all the way up until the moment that they get on stage so that when they're on stage and then what to do after um while they're on stage and then after so that they um, really get the most of those opportunities so that's that's kind of folks I absolutely love to work with and um you can just find me at Felicia com, or for people who want to get started speaking, um, how to get started com, and you can fill out the form there and, um, you can reach me on any form of social media. I'm on all of them.
0: Yeah. As Felicia slattery, <laughs> As just look you slattery
1: up Slattery everywhere. I'm so easy to find.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I, I, people like me appreciate that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> you know, okay. So I haven't told any stories. Funny story. Yeah. I, I had been in business probably five or six years at that point and had been optimizing my name the entire time. So that's another tip. By the way, optimize your name. Make sure your name is attached to every single thing that you do so when somebody Googles your name, all this other stuff comes up. So just try that right now, friends. Google my name and then have a cup of coffee and enjoy because there's like content from 2006 all the way in the world. So anyway, so all right, people, I'm very easy to find if you just Google Felicia Slattery. Could not right. be easier. And I, Like the first five pages of Google. It couldn't be easier, right? And then I heard about this um, reunion that my eighth-grade graduating class did, and I heard about it after the fact from somebody who was there, and they were like, oh, I'm so disappointed you you weren't there. And I was like, I didn't even know about it. And they said, oh, that's weird. They said they couldn't find you. Um, uh, did they try the Googles? <laughs> <laughs> Oh anyway, so you want to make it as easy as possible for people to find you. And I have, I am Felicia Slattery every, every, everywhere. When there's a new social media that comes out, I go and claim, claim my, claim my name.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Listen, there's something that I've wanted to say for a while, but I have never had the opportunity until now. And that is, bye Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's been great hanging out with you.
1: Thanks so much.
0: This was phenomenal. Simply put, this was phenomenal. People pay attention to what grabs their attention. It's not always that you're boring or unimportant. You're competing for their eyeballs. You're you're competing for their ears, and people pay attention to what grabs their attention. Sometimes... It simply takes the intention of crafting a thought, an idea, an anecdote, or a story to get into the experience of the people that you're looking to reach. You deserve to be heard. As a matter of fact, someone is waiting to hear your voice. It's time for you to get off your butt and get out there and tell your story. Guess what? You can even make some money with this. And there are not many things sweeter than making money, doing something you love, or making money for sharing something you live. It's your time. Tell your story. Guess who's next? Next week, we'll be talking about the stories money tells. We'll have financial expert, Lisa Anderson, and she'll have some great information to share. After Lisa, we'll have some other great stories with people like former Redskin, Brian Mitchell, motivational speaker, Andy Audat, WNBA player, ex WNBA player Lisa Willis and more. Join us by checking out the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, TuneIn, and more. Listen, share the show with your friends. Leave a review. This is how we share the love. Guess what? Have a great show idea. Do you have a guest that maybe you want interviewed? shoot me an email at podcast at robertkennedy3.com. That's podcast at robertkennedy3.com. Listen, I know life ain't always easy and you've got a lot of stuff happening to you, but guess what? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the Third, and you've been listening to The RK3 Show.